welcome. My name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So, you know, before we get into talk about some Saints Redskins and my experience in the Dome, and then also, you know, where Drew Brees ranks on the all-time great QBs, I just want to say, you know, if you like this podcast and you haven't followed us already, please do um, on Twitter, at the Who Dat Dis, on Instagram, at Who Dat Discussion, and you can follow us on YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play at the Hoodat Discussion as well on there. Please subscribe, like, leave comments, reviews, ratings. That's just really helpful for me to see how you know the podcast is doing, what we need to do better, what we're doing good, and just to interact with fans, questions, stuff like that. Just talk about the games, you know, talk about during the week, you know, how we're preparing for stuff. Love doing that, and you know, it's just really fun. You know, this podcast has been really fun, but you know, just to get right into it, you know, we're gonna start talking about my experience in the dome, you know, for Saints Redskins. So we'll just make that a whole one big recap. So. So, I mean, a lot of people were asking, you know, to, you know, rate your experience in the Dome, you know, talk about it, explain it, you know, especially as an outsider. So, I just wanted to thank the people that asked that question. So, first on Twitter, ZoeD109, on Podomatic, um, SaintsFan1, and then also on, you know, by email, Kudat91341, you know, send me an email just saying how your experience was in the Dome. So, I think we'll just get right into talking about it. So, first, you know, I'm just going to do, you know, from... The walk into the dome, you know, Champion Square, stuff like that, and then into the dome, you know, um, and then during the game, and then after the game as well. So just going right into it, you know, I left early, you know, a couple hours before just to get there early, you know, obviously take the whole experience in, you know, first game in the dome, stuff like that. So I just, you know, went right away, you know, so it was me, you know, my dad was also there. So I feel like, you know, the we actually, because he's not a Saints fan, so, you know, I was obviously explaining to him about the Saints, stuff like that. He's actually a Dolphins fan, but... But, you know, obviously he knows he's a big football fan, but just didn't know, like, all the players. And it was actually really funny because we were walking right behind all of Zach Lyons' family, the fullback. And it was had to be, like, it was his whole family. Obviously, I think maybe even some extended family because, you know, he had his sister there, brother there. And they were big, obviously, and they all had Lyon jerseys. So, you know, you knew it was his family. And my dad turns to me and he's like, who's this Lyon player? And it was, you know, pretty loud, so they heard it. And his brother turned around and said, you know, he's the fullback. I was like, yeah, Dad, he's the fullback. So, I mean, that was just a really funny moment. You know, we walked them basically the whole way. They they had straight off. They went into, you know, obviously, I guess, a special entrance so they can, you know, meet with Zach and stuff like that. But, you know, just to say that, it was, you know, kind of funny that that was his family there right in front of us. And we got to walk basically the whole way with them. We started talking with them. So, that was obviously really, really cool there. So, you know, you never know who you're going to meet on your walk up to the dome. Just honestly, it's obviously great walks just because, you know, in New York, there are are no stadiums in walking distance so to think that you know a ton of the ton of the fans walk to the game I mean you definitely see it so I mean to be able to do that's obviously really really cool the whole atmosphere you know a lot of music playing and everything and then the whole thing you know with Champion Square which I thought is actually just really cool number one just around the dome they have a lot of restaurants stuff like that grabbed a bite to eat you know obviously it was actually really good so you go around there they have some good places there and in Champion Square they had a band playing obviously it was just a really good way to start you know the game the pregame it's not like we stood there for that Long, but just to, you know, it's a good ambiance. And you, even in New York, there are no places where bands play like a Champion Square. There's nothing like that. I don't know if that's just a New York thing or if they have that in other places as well. But, you know, the complexes, I mean, and, you know, a lot of stadiums in New York, they're not right in the city, so they have a lot of space. And they 
just don't do these things. So I think it's really interesting that, you know, a stadium in the city, like the dome is you know, right in the heart of the city. You know, it is the heart of the city. So, you know, to have a place where, you know, you can just hang out and stuff like that. I thought that was really, really cool. After that, you know, we did a lap basically around the whole exterior of the dome. We saw, you know, the Tom Benton statue. That was really, really cool. Took a picture in front of that. Took a picture of the rebirth statue with Steve Gleason. That was, I mean, just uh, what, what a great statues, you know, especially of the, you know, it's well-deserved. You know, seeing him in person was obviously really, really cool. I mean, just all, basically all around the dome, a lot of... A lot of, it was definitely a great ambiance around it, you know, with the music playing, you have all the great statues, I mean, you know, good food. So I think all that is obviously really, really good there. Also, you know, some great pictures, you know, of the dome, you know, standing back with the sign. That's obviously really, really good, iconic picture for first timers. So I feel like that it was a great experience outside, but then it was time to go inside. And, you know, we went through right away. We went very early, so there wasn't a line or anything. Um, the electronic tickets, I guess they're all electronic now. So that's obviously pretty cool, unless you have a, the season tickets. So that's obviously good. It made everything painless. It wasn't a problem. And, you know, where we went in, we were very close to our seats. We just checked out where the seats were. And, you know, the towels they bring, I didn't realize. I, I thought they would just give them at the entrance. They leave them on your seat. And I think it's such a personalized effect. You know, in New York, you would never have something like that. But, you know, in this you know, city, it's so personalized and stuff like that. Just to have that on your, you know, on your chair is just, it's on your seat see it's just amazing to me you know to think about it. it's just a nice personalized you know thing so you know we went to our seats a little bit took some you know cool pictures of the players warming up that was obviously really cool you're so close also it's just the intimacy of the stadium is so awesome i think that's also you gotta look at that and i just found out before the game right when you're walking it's very intimate with the field and you know the fans and everything it's just very intimate with the whole experience on the football field so i thought that was really cool also you know our seats were right next to the team shop so we went in the team shop and also kind of an interesting thing that you know in the shop there was a lot of you know, some merchandise that you can't really get online or i guess it's just a stadium thing so i mean yeah, that was really cool just to have a certain amount of stuff that's just you know sold in the stadium i thought that was really really cool too gives them you know a reason for people to come you know to the pro shop just you know besides you know i'm only going to be here once and get some Thing. You know, I did get, you know, a couple of things just say, you know, as a Saints fan bought something in the, you know, Superdome and something in New Orleans. I thought that was just, you know, that for me, that was one of the things I wanted to do. But, you know, really after that, by the time all that happens, and then it was about game time, you know, 7.15 start. And I got to say, the um, before the, it started to fill up and everyone was in their seats right when, you know, everyone was getting announced into the game. That's also, you know, it was full basically when that happened. And that doesn't happen in stadiums either. Usually, you know, you see everything fill up really after, even after kickoff sometimes it really fills up. But everyone was in their seats before, you know, the, they introduced all the players. Um, and then that was just a great experience. They brought all the lights down, which obviously you can't do in some football stadiums because, you know, in the middle of day. And, you know, the way they did that with the lights and everything, they had some Saints banners there. It was just really, really cool. They shoot fireworks up, the players run out, you know, and then they do player-by-player player for all the starters. That experience is just next to none. Just start the game gets you so pumped for the game. And then you see the Drew Brees where he, you know, pumps the whole team up. That happened, you know, seeing that, you know, in person in the home stadiums, obviously really, really cool. And then after that, they did a little interview with, you know, Devery Henderson. They said the national anthem. And then after that, Devery Henderson, you know, who caught the Drew Brees pass to pass, um, you know, Johnny Unitas. He was there and he led the Houdat chant there. So that was really, really cool. He did a good job at that. And the stadium just got so loud at that point. Just that, you know, for an opposing player, that must be so daunting. Because you're not just facing the team. You're also facing the 70,000 people in unison yelling, you know, Houdat, 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 saying going to beat them Saints. And to hear that, you know, that's, I mean, to me, if I was the opposing player, I'd be like, wow. It, you know, you're not just going up against 
the team, not the 56 players, all the coaches. You're going up against the whole city. And, you know, just after that, I finally noticed that fully. You see it fully. And you know that right when you enter the stadium. And you just, you see that. That everyone has, you know, something in common, you know, going into the game. Obviously, being a Saints fan, I mean, if you're not even from the city like I was, or, you know, you're from the suburbs in New Orleans, or you're from, you know, the city, your season ticket holder, you're here for your first time. Everyone, you know, you felt like all of one, you know. And sometimes, you know, fans cannot, you know, feel that. You know, and that, and that just doesn't always happen, you know. New York fan base, they're a great fan base. You know, look, I'm, you know, big Knicks and Mets fan. You know, and they're great fan bases. But it's just completely different. The way these fans get behind your players, it's just, it's, you know, it's, you never see anything like that. You know, obviously I'll get more of that when Breeze broke the record and, you know, how it was in the stadium there. But, you know, basically after everything happened, you know, Al Henderson leaves the, you know, who that chant, it's time for kickoff. They start playing stand-up and get crunk. But um, then, you know, the game started and... You know, the Saints, they won the toss, deferred, and then that defense, they came out and they were ready to win this for Drew, for, you know, the fans and everything. You came out, it was like the first play, P.J. Williams set the tone, had a really nice hit. Obviously, we'll get into our grades later, but, you know, that to me, that just set the tone. The crowd started to get fired up. You know, Alex Smith and, you know, Co. they went all three and out, you know, punted it away. Right to Drew Brees. I mean, we had, you know, a legal contact play that gave the Saints the first down five yards. And then after that, you know, basically after that little start and that we got the you know, the flag, you know, it would have been three and out. It wasn't. Then Brees was just ready to go. Brees, Ingram, Ingram brought him down to the two. Stadium was electric. And then Ingram runs in the touchdown in his first game back from suspension. That's what you want to see. What a thing there. Don't went crazy. And, and that's when you knew that this was going to be, you know, the game that it was going to be a, not maybe a blowout, but... The Saints were going to win this for Drew. And you saw through the two series, just took two series, one for the Redskins, one for the Saints. And this team was winning this game. And it didn't matter how it was going to happen. You know, Redskins, you know, they score field goals, but we were scoring touchdowns. You know, I told that to the person in front of me, you know, we're scoring touchdowns, they score field goals, it's all good. And then, you know, that was obviously a big thing. You know, that's what happened. You know, I think we were up at 1.21, 20 to 6, because we, you know, missed one extra point. But I feel like that's, you know, that's the way it went. Breeze had a touchdown to Josh Hill, got that on video. That was obviously really cool. Where I was sitting, it was like near one end zone. So, you know, we had some, I had some really nice videos of just, you know, touchdowns. That was really cool. You know, the Breeze touchdown, that was just amazing to see there. So that was obviously really good things about the seats. Another thing about the Superdome, number one, every seat, it looks like it's a good seat. You know, every seat's a good seat. I guess it's just because it's in dome and everything's intimate. So that was obviously really cool. Even the, you know, the upper deck, you know, it stretches pretty far down. It wasn't, the upper deck is not that high compared to other stadiums like MetLife Stadium or, you know, stadiums like, you know, Yankee Stadium or, you know, City Field for the, in New York. It's nothing like that. It's everything is so close, intimate feel, and you feel like you're into the game. So I feel like that's, you know, really cool. And just how loud the stadium got. Even you, and That wasn't even the loudest it got. But in that first series on third down, it was just amazing. It's surreal, you know, when you're listening to that. All the noise and you're making noise. Everyone around you is making noise. You know, court, and you see, like, you know, Alex Smith flustered. And that just makes you get louder. You know, f- you know flags, if those happened. There was one, you know, false start penalty in the beginning of the game. And you just knew that, you know, it was the fans that were doing it. You know, it, you know as much as the players played great and you got to give it to them, the fans did that. And that's what they can do. And it just, it felt like, you know, they're the 12th man. They're part of this team just as much as they are everyone else's. The, the fans are a huge part in this dome. And I definitely, definitely see that, you know, right when you step in that stadium. But, I mean, it was 20-6. to 6, Defense playing great. Offense playing great at that point. You know, Ingram has two touchdowns at this point. Everything's ready. Everything's going good. We know Breeze is coming on the record. Maybe we'll get it before half. Maybe we'll not. You know, since that no timeouts. Yeah, he was going to throw it. So it was going to be, you know, if he's going to score down the field, they probably would have broke it. And then on the first play, you know, Trey Smith runs wide open. Breeze found him. And, you 
know, the rest is history there. Touchdown. The dome just erupts. I mean, the, I've never heard a stadium that loud. You know, I mean, the loud it got, it was like you, you couldn't think. I mean, but just the way, you know, I was holding up for the camera to watch them, you know, pile around Breeze. And just to do that, everyone was so excited. They stopped the game. Breeze gets the ball. You know, all the graphics go up on the stadium. To me, that's just, it's, it was so, so surreal, you know, to see that, you know, Drew Breeze, who has basically been the quarterback for the whole, basically my whole Saints fan, you know, life. And to see him, you know, come the best pass in NFL history, to me, that's just, it means so much to me, you know, it just, I mean, the way that came through and happened, it just means so, so much, you know, I mean, I know people were crying, it made the grown man cry, I mean, I wasn't crying or anything, but, you know, it's just, it meant a lot to be there and actually see the play, see Traquan Smith run wide open, you know, my dad saying, he's open right before, I just, you'll never forget that stuff, and that's, I think, it's just, it was such a great experience there, you know, they, when I saw when Breeze went to his kids, everyone started erupting there, he was just so happy, you know, he just loves the city, and the city loves him, and this never will happen, and to me, in any other type of city where, you know, a player and a city, they're just so connected. You don't see that. You just don't. I mean, you know, obviously some fans, it's up and down relationship. You love them one day, you hate them the next. That's not the way. They, the Saints fans, they stick behind Breeze. They stick behind this team. I just think that's the way, you know, this nature of the city is and just, you know, what the Saints have done for the city. I mean, I, I can't even, you know, contemplate the NFL even trying to move it. It doesn't matter what happened if when they did. I mean, back when Kajrina happened, that, you know, the NFL would be so stupid to move, you know, the team. So, I mean, they obviously never will. You know, got to give that to Tom Benson. But just that's just a great, you know, great, great thing that happened there. You know, you feel, you felt how much Breeze loved the city. You felt how much he wanted to do it, you know, for the city and stuff like that. He knew it. And just the way he acted was just, he's on a mission this year. You know, you see, he's on a mission, you know, um, to, to go and get the goal that he wants. And that's the Super Bowl. He wants it so bad, and I see you see it, you know, in his eyes. You see it with the teammates, and they want to win it for him. You know, I think that's just amazing stuff. There, after that, you know, one fumble by Cameron Meredith, but after that, you know, we're up twenty six thirteen at half. Everything was really fun. You know, everyone's going, you know, nice. Everything got the shirts. We're in the, you know, in the um, team store as well. We're sitting right behind there. So I thought that was really cool. They had the shirts already made. That's for Breeze breaking the record. That was really cool. There and the third quarter started, and then that was it. That was the game because the Saints went. The Saints got the ball right down the field, touchdown, and now you're up by 20 points. And then after that, you know, it's, the defense starts getting stops. And then it's touchdown again. Touchdown after touchdown. You know, you're looking at the deep third. You know, Traquan Smith, Breeze, obviously rewarded him for getting his, you know, touchdown for the record. Him, you know, breaking a tackle there. Beautiful throw by Breeze. Don't go crazy again. Everyone's, and at that point, everyone's just, part, you know, having a party, basically. You know, obviously you hear the jazz music playing. You hear, you know, um, you know the Saints are marching in playing. You know, when the Saints scored TD, it was just, it was just it's such a great experience. You can't even, you know, contemplate that experience there. The Saints go basically... You know, they're just blowing them out, playing really good football. They go into prevent defense, give up a couple big plays, but that's really not a big issue because you were in prevent defense. Everything, you know, was below you. So I think that was that there onto the fourth quarter. Taysom Hill got his first ever touchdown. That was really cool. Good for Taysom. Gotta love him. And then obviously the big moment was that, you know, Breeze was pulled with two minutes left. And, you know, the crowd gave him this huge, you know, um, you know, ovation. And you don't see that because everyone was stayed. Everyone stayed. You know, only a few, you know, a couple fans here left in the two-minute warning. It was a 40, 30-point game. You know, not 40, it was 30. 30-point game. And everyone's basically still in their seats having a great time. To me, that's just, it's, it, it shows how good the city is. 
and you know what the city's mantra is there i mean obviously huge ovation he was you know loved it with the fans he was pumped up it looked like he was like let's go you know this is it this is our year you know um i think he really feels like he believes that for sure so i think that's obviously really really amazing there and then you know game's over i waited a little bit got some pictures of them on the field um and then it was after the game it was another just everyone walking having a good time you know music playing coming out of the dome you know great walk back and that was you know the, and then back to the hotel at night I mean, even looking out the hotel window you see all these saints fans coming through you know it was late at night you know i had a flight the next morning so you know I had to go there but um it, you know it was just such a great experience from you know the time i left my hotel to coming back it was just really it was a perfect experience going to the dome that night i mean if you want to hear you know a full recap of my trip you know down to new orleans i mean i'll do a separate video if you know there's enough support there you guys just you know to tweet me you know i'm at the hood at this you guys all know that um you know leave comments on this video if you want to see one um also you know you could just email us if you want one on instagram you can tell us if you would like one of those videos i'd be happy to do one if anyone's you know out of you know a saints fan that's looking to go down for a game you know a couple of days before you know a day a couple of days before to see what you know what's good to do down there i'll definitely do a video there and just you know just say it's a it's a good place a lot of you know it's a lot of great saints fans so if you want to see those that's obviously a really good place to go obviously there in new orleans but, you know, it was just a great experience, really good trip. And, you know, I'm so happy that I did the trip because, I mean, look, you know, going down for this game is just, you know, watching Drew Brees my whole life, you know. So you don't really know anyone but Drew Brees, you know. I, so, I mean, that's just to hear it, to see that and see him break the record, see how happy he was and see how, you know, loud this dome was. It was an experience I'll never forget, you know. And, it, and you know, I hope to go to Saints games in the future, you know, next year. You know, I thought, probably won't make it down. Obviously, this year I probably won't again. This was a one-time thing. You know, maybe, probably won't even be back you know hopefully next but i don't think even next year you know probably in a couple of years i hope that i can go back i mean and then you know when the saints by the you know giants jets i would love to go down you know see those games you know see the giants and jets in metlife stadium i'll definitely see that if we're doing good but i feel like it's just a perfect time you know for this trip just because you know how good the saints are playing obviously i was looking into it for a long time you know the saints are playing really good this is really our you know team to win you know now so i feel like it was a good way to get your, your the first dome experience and it was probably you know i mean i've been to one world series game with the mets i mean they did lose the game but you know going to that was obviously amazing pandemonium there i think that was the, this game was right with that you know and you wouldn't think that and it and it really was you know to to see that i mean it was a regular season game monday night football and brief breaking the record but you know th these fans you know they bring it and every game they loud and just to be in that you know environment is you know it's amazing it's the best you know these fans you know amazing turnout amazing trip amazing time to the dome i think you know just you can't um you know, underestimate how you know good this this fan base is i mean that's just it was just amazing showed me you know doing this video right now so much easier and happier to do because no you know you know now you know your audience more of your audience seeing them in person that was pretty cool too i mean but you know it's just to see saints fans was just awesome obviously connecting with saints fans in person there that was really cool but um you know, with all that said i think we should get right into the specifics of the game because we still would like to talk about you know analyze it a little bit and then we'll talk about breeze and where he stands the record because there's been a lot of news to saying that you know maybe he's not that good as you know Saints fans really think he is but you know we'll definitely get right into that but first I mean we'll talk about the game just gonna go you know do our group by group recap 
So we'll start with QBs. And QBs, they're going to get a, you know, A plus, 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 plus. You know, Breeze played one of his best games of his career when in a game where, you know, he needed 200 yards to break it, the record he got in the first quarter. Yeah, first half, excuse me, not the first quarter. But, uh, you know, he did a great job there. He played amazing. The way that he was able to look off one receiver, get the other. Also, you got to give it to the receivers with, you know, game coming out, Traquan Smith and, you know, Cameron Meredith. They gave him a nice second option. Um, but, you know, the throws he was able to make, um, you know, he had just a ton of, but while he'd still be able to push the ball down the field, to me, you know, at his age, no other quarterback has done this. Him and Brady, that's it, you know. So looking at that, it's just, it's just amazing. He played so good, and obviously to see him, you know, play, I've only seen him only a couple times before, only one time before really. So to go to this, you know, game, see him play one of his best games of, you know, his career, it's obviously just amazing. I mean, he played really, really good there. Also, you know, Taysom Hill was also really, really good as well. I mean, he was play really, I mean, the way he was able to run the ball, still get first downs, all, you know, good stuff there. They thought his, you know, snap count would go down because Ingram was coming back, but that was not the case. He actually scored his first touchdown, so good for him there. Onto the skill position players. I mean, you got to give it to them. I'm going to give them, you know, a, a minus. Also, I'm going to go A minus because they weren't perfect. You know, Kamara didn't really play that good. You know, Mike Thomas did enough, but didn't do amazing. But Mark Ingram came back and looked amazing, was able to give a steady run in the beginning, that running game that was able to help, you know, Breeze in the passing game. That was obviously really, really good there, you know, and got to give it, as I said earlier, to Traquan Smith and Cameron Meredith. The way they were able to, you know, fill in for Ted Ginn, they were better than Ted Ginn. I'd rather have, you know, um, Traquan on the deep balls and, you know, Meredith on the shorter ones than have just, you know, Ginn doing everything. So why is that not happening? I don't know. But, you know, Ginn just needs to step it up because when he comes back, Traquan's knocking at the door. Cameron Meredith's knocking at the door. And, you know, to me, I, th- I want to see them two more than Ginn, the way they've played compared to how Ginn's played this whole season and how, you know, Traquan and, you know, Cameron Meredith played yesterday. But, you know, I feel like this team, just this uh, group, excuse me, you know, they played extremely good. They were obviously, Bruce was amazing. So that made, you know, obviously his receivers look better. But, I mean, you know, this group played good. I mean, not amazing, not an A-plus performance, but an A-minus performance, really solid job there. Offensive the line you know what can you say about these guys you know breeze obviously attributes all a lot of his success to these guys and you know they've been amazing this year another time you know breeze really wasn't you know i think he was sacked once but you know he really wasn't you know under pressure a lot that obviously helps him a ton there and you know the way that these starters were able to play you know and the way we are controlling the trenches that's such a big thing i mean that's what wins championships and as much as we didn't play good early in the season we were controlling the trenches on both sides so i feel like now that you know we're playing much better as a team than you know the beginning of the season not to jinx anything but you know I feel like the way we've played has been much better compared to you know a couple games ago so and, and then but that started with the offensive line started with the defensive line that's really really good stuff there but on to the defense I mean looking at the defensive line they played outstanding you got to give them an A minus there the way that they were able to play with, you know, getting pressure, Cameron Jordan had a sack, Marcus Davenport had a couple of just amazing plays. He's really coming to his own. And then, you know, the way, you yeah, Tyler Davidson playing, you know, Taylor Swarworth, I really hope he's okay, but he played really, really good too as well. You know, Sheldon Rankins had a sack. He's having a magnificent year. And then also the way out, you know, Alex Okor is playing, he's very, very good too. I mean, everyone's gotten so much better. This group looks like they're ready to go. They're getting pressure, getting consistent pressure in the last two weeks. And this group has made a huge improvement since the beginning of the year there. They were able to stop the run you know and you got to give that to the linebackers too Adrian Peterson did absolutely nothing looking at his stats I mean <laughs> looking at it he had six um, yards on four carries and that's a 1.5 average 
That's amazing stuff. He was great the year though, a couple weeks before. Adrian Peterson's still a good runner. We know that. And, you know, he did got shut down completely. Looked like he was on the Saints from last year. Chris Thompson did nothing two yards a carry. They only gave 2.2 yards a carry. They completely gave up on, you know, Adrian Peterson. That's a lot to do with the you know, defensive line and the linebackers. So that just transitions well right into talking about the linebackers. And you got to give them an A-A here. The way Demario Davis has played, the way, you know, A.J. Klein's played, who's recovered a film. The way, you know, Alex Anzalone, he's played good. I mean, not great, but he's still played good. I mean, some of you had some missed tackles, but they played good, fine there. You know, maybe give them closer to an A-, minus, not quite an A, but they did great against the run as, you know, just really good. They also did great against Jordan Reed. You know, got to give it off to, obviously, Von Bell as well. But they did great against, you know, uh, Reed. They did really good against, um, you know, Vernon Davis, who we have had trouble on in the past. So, being able to do all of that stuff... It's just really good. This team looks really good. This linebacker core looks really good. And then when they get Manti Teo back, you know, just look out. I think that's going to be really, really big there. The way they were up to fill up holes, the technique looks really good. Tackling's got to get a little better. You know, I mean, they're not awful on tackling by any means, but it's got to get a little better if they want to be, you know, Super Bowl ready. It's got to get better there. But I think that's you got to say with the linebackers. They weren't perfect, just good enough to win. You know, a little better than good enough to win because they did control the whole line of scrimmage. They obviously helped with that. And then on to, you know, the DB who have had troubles in the past. We've given them F ratings. We've given them C ratings. We've given them a lot of better ratings. But finally, this group goes right into where they need to be to be very, very good. And that's an A minus. You know, they're in the A range, finally. You know, I mean, it took a lot of lot of work to get there, obviously, for their standards. You know, just got to give it to Justin Hardy, who came in after the Lattimore injury. He's really stepping up, fourth cornerback. And him able to, you know, step in there. And look, he wasn't perfect, gave a couple of big plays up. But he got a huge pick in the third quarter. He had a couple of huge, you know, pass deflections throughout the whole game. You know, Lattimore only played about six plays. You know, one drive, and then basically on the second drive, he was out. And that was just to show how good they played. Ken Crawley played really, really good. You got to look at P.J. Williams, who was bringing the wood. You know, he looked much better in a position he completely failed at against the Falcons. You know, he was really good on the outside. Same with Ken Crawley. Both are getting better there. Von Bell looks so good. You know, he looks like the best, you know, DB besides uh, Marshawn Lattimore in this game. I mean, the way he was able to play, I mean, you just got to look at it the way he was be able to fend Jordan Reed and their great tight ends and then you also have to look at you know the way he was able to you know come up stop the run on a couple plays really really good job by him he had the most tackles he had eight tackles and seven solo tackles so it wasn't just alone he also had a pass, pass defense and he had a tackle loss he had um, basically filled up that stat- statue completely you know Justin Hardy as we said played great Kirk Coleman's still not there you know I think that's the only really bad part of this defense you know they play good enough to win this you know DBs and hopefully Marshawn Lattimore comes back you know forward it's a big bye week this week perfect time it couldn't have come at at a better time this injury and just this team you know they got to get rested up here to play a really tough game against Baltimore we usually play good after the bye a lot of teams usually do so I think this can be a good game for us there but you know I mean we'll talk about that next week we're just going to do one episode this week one episode next week just because you know the bye week and everything you know obviously on Friday there'll be nothing really to talk about we'll get it all covered today but I mean just looking at it I feel like you know DB's played really good Monday night and I feel like now you know just take that next step hopefully Lenormand comes back healthy and you know it's all good into the you know the Ravens game which is really big we have a really big you know tough schedule coming up I think that's going to be you know four straight games really really tough games so I feel like got to come out of there with a really good record and you know we're playing our best football to date right now you know from the start of the season so that's obviously come at a great time but you know on to the special teams and you know coaching coaching a plus you know Sean Payton two weeks in a row has just he's found his 
role here and just the way that he was able to call play after play after play, great plays, the way he used the skies guys, you know, with the offense. I mean, there were a couple of plays with screen passes. You know, he runs Ingram and Kamara back both sides and just thinks it off to, you know, Josh Hill. Josh Hill gets 20 yards. You know, to me, that play call, I mean, look, as much as the blocking was great, the way, you know, everyone's thinking the ball's going to Kamara or even Ingram, you know, for it to go to Josh Hill, you're like, well, they just got me there. Same with, you know, when Breeze broke the record that play. It was a really nice play call to get, you know, um, Trayvon Smith that wide open. So you got to give it to Sean there. And he got his guys ready to play. Got his guys ready to play for Drew. Obviously, Drew is a big help to that too. But the way they played, they played so great Monday night. And just they were ready to go. And you got to give that to the coaching. Coaching does that. It's a really good job there. Um, special teams, not much happened really. I mean, you give them a round, I guess, uh, you know, B plus, A minus because there weren't really any plays in the special teams because we never bunted the ball and you know, we didn't really kick many field uh extra points field goals stuff like that i mean you know lutz missed one you know extra point but besides that he was good you gotta give him i think a b plus for missing after point can't have that later in the season but obviously good to get in games like these when they're blowouts anyways so i feel like that was a good job there but you know i think that's really wraps us up for a recap of this game and we're going to talk about basically the legacy of drew Brees and where he stands you know, with basically all the other quarterbacks, I just wanted to talk about it quick because I'm hearing guys like, you know, MJD, Max Kellerman, and guys like these guys, and also James Jones, and they're coming here and they're talking about how Breeze is not, not even not top five, which I guess you can make an argument with. I think he's top five. I mean, I don't think he's top three just yet. I think they'll need to do a little more to get top three, but I think he is top five QBs all time. I really do. I really think that. Um, but, you know, these guys, they were saying, you know, he's not top seven. They were saying he was at the top ten completely. And to think that, you know, and I'll put both guys' arguments up and see what everyone else thinks because I'm going to completely disprove them because it's really – it's starting to become a little you know ridiculous and stupid here by these guys. First, Maurice Jones-Drew, he says it's not impressive of what Breeze has done because he just sits in the pocket and doesn't go out of the pocket and do some crazy things. Now, I mean – I'd rather have a pocket passer than someone who runs around, gets hurt, and everything like that. Breeze, everyone's saying, oh, it's because of the line. There's years he's not had good offensive line, and he's still putting up the yards and touchdowns. And just looking at it, you know, I mean, I'm really, I'm sick and tired of hearing that, you know, the only reason you get respect in this league is if you can be an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson running around. You know, that's not how really quarterbacks' position should be played. You know, Breeze, number one, you know, I don't want to hear that he can't, you know, he's not elusive, doesn't run around, because he's gotten out of a lot of sacks with the swim move, stuff like that. He can stop guys not getting sacked. He's not a sitting duck back there like Maurice Jones, who puts him out to be. You know, he put him out to be like anyone can do. Any, anyone could just throw for 5,000 yards in a season. Anyone can do that. That's just not right. Maurice Jones Drew, you know, you got to go back and maybe look at the quarterbacks you played with and compare them to Drew Brees, and then maybe you can get back to me on that because I just really feel like, no, that was a little of a rant, but that can't happen there. You can't say that, you know, because you could just look, not even looking at the stats. The way that Brees has played, you watch the film. You know, Brees doesn't just sit in the pocket and throw to eat open receivers all day long. Please don't give me that. It's not just being all mad for him. And then, you know, what Max Kellerman was saying I mean, he was saying that quarterbacks like Troy Aikman was better and Rodgers and, you know, Elway and these players. Now, Elway's obviously really good. You can make a, you know, good argument there. I go Breeze, but, you know, obviously a lot of people have different opinions there. But to put Troy Aikman in front of him, to put Ben Roethlisberger in front of him, you know, I mean, to do that, you know, I mean, I mean, even I think he put Eli Manning in front of him. 
I mean, you know, there's, Breeze is not, you know, in Eli Manning's level, he's much above Eli. You know, Big Ben, can we even really compare them? Look how much Breeze has had more yards, touchdowns. You know, I know Big Ben, you know, it's only, he only has two rings. It's not like he has a million. You know, Breeze, also the teams that Breeze have played for. Can we, you know, look at how many pro bowlers he's had compared to Big Ben? You know, he, I mean, Breeze has never had, you know, a Le'Veon Bell. He's never had Antonio Brown, the defenses that he played for. You know, same with Eli Manning. The way his defenses, you know, would heat up, you know, the way that, you know, the Giants, you know, they got on runs like that, you know, Breeze plays with defenses that would give up 38, you know, you can't, you know, Breeze would put up 30, and he would put 30 up, and he's put 30 up and consistently in basically every playoff game, you know, against the Vikings, he put up 23, which, I mean, in the second half, he put up 23, you gotta look at that too, I mean, against one of the best defenses in the NFL last year, yeah, you gotta say that, that was a really, really good job by Breeze and Co. and look, Marcus Williams, if that play doesn't happen, we don't know what's gonna happen, you know, that's not Drew Breeze's fault that that play happened, same with, you know, Alex Smith in that last drive against the 49ers. Same with the Beast Mode run. You know, Drew Brees is not his fault there. And we don't know what's going to happen in those games if, you know, if he those defenses held and they won those games and they went on to the next round you know I mean and it's not like he has no rings he still has a ring and you know the way he has transcended the city no quarterback or very few quarterbacks have done he has you know since the beginning of 2006 I mean the Saints are completely different now they're winners you know they're winning games before that they were not known as winners you know they were known as the bottom tier of the league now with Breeze and Peyton they brought them all the way up to the one of the class you know organizations of the team and obviously you got to give that to the front offices Mickey Loomis you know you know Tom Benson as well but just looking at that that's all that's partly Drew Brees you know and you know the way he was able to win games keep this team relevant when the defense was the worst defense of all time they went seven and nine you know think about that the worst defense of all time and then that means to even be close to 500 your offense has to be not only the best in the league but one of the best of all time just think of that to win seven games like that it's you know crazy I think that's a huge feat winning a Super Bowl huge feat he's won a lot of playoff games a lot of home playoff games you know we want to compare it to Eli Manning real quick Eli Manning has zero home playoff wins you know so you gotta look at that as much as he has had a lot of road playoff wins zero at home that's obviously to me a big stat so you know looking at these rankings I mean look to me, you want to talk about, you know, he's, I just showed that he was better than Rodgers and all those players. And Rodgers, please, the teams that he's had. I mean, I immediately talked about him. You know, he's year after year disappointed. Now he's finally knowing, oh, he doesn't have a great team. Now he's not winning. So, and Breeze was still winning, you know, games there. And you know, it wasn't really Breeze. And when Breeze was losing, giving up 30, Rodgers has thrown duds. And also, he's thrown players under the bus. He's thrown coaches under the bus. Breeze would never do that. And Rodgers, done. that just shows the character. I mean, then looking at him against looking at Elway. I think, you know, LA does have the two rings, but they were when the team wasn't as good. You know, obviously, other, a lot of other people would say that. I'm going to put Breeze over him. And then it's Breeze to really get into that top three, because I think Montana and Brady are there. And then it's Breeze and Peyton, which I'm going to give Breeze the edge, because Breeze beat him in the um, the Super Bowl. I think that's the very edge that moves the needle closer to Breeze. And now Breeze is going to beat his records. So, I mean, I know the MVPs, but if you only have MVPs and Breeze has everything else, and especially if Breeze wins another one, I mean, you can't, you can't compare. You know, to me, you just can't compare. And then if Breeze wins another Super Bowl, wins an MVP, you know, this is a big if, so I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, he looks like he's on a mission, but, you know, I'm not saying he's going to win one or anything. I don't want to jinx anything, because he may not win one at all. But, you know, if that happens, I feel like that puts him into the... Con- you know, you could make an argument that he's the best quarterback of all time. To me, it's just, you know, looking at it, you know, if he wins another one, then, you know, Brady 
You want Breeze's all stats better, and then only a couple rings worse. That obviously you got to look at that. I think you it's gonna be close, but you can make an argument for Breeze. Same with Montana. So I feel like that's really what we're looking at right now. I mean, we haven't really talked about Damarino. It's been different eras, but Breeze has broken all his records, and he's also the top statistical player of his era, and he's won that ring. That's I think he's better than Damarino in that case. But you know, I feel like that's obviously a really really big thing there. Obviously, if you guys want to talk about that more, you know, please tell me on Twitter. I'll be happy to talk about it, have a nice long conversation about it with all you guys. You know, same thing. We'll do that on, you know, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. Because I think it's definitely, you know, us Saints fans got to stick up for Drew Brees. But with all that said, I just want to say, you know, if you like this podcast and, you know, you like this episode, you know, and you haven't followed us already, please follow us on Twitter at the Who Dat This, on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion, and on Podomatic at the Who Dat Discussion as well. And then you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, our iTunes channel, and our Google Play channel at the Who Dat Discussion as well on there. As I said earlier, you know, please like, review, leave comments, rate our podcast just really helpful to see what we're doing good what we're you know need to work on i think that's what we got to do there it's just you know it's been great it was obviously a great trip down in new orleans got to see history in the making that was obviously really really cool and just to see a game this year is just really with a good team they played for him and the way the dome was able to just it's electric it's so electric and honestly i want to go back so i think that's really what's got to say it's not just a normal game and you know to me i put it in the top two of my you know best sports experiences ever it's tied with one i would say not even top two i think it's tied with one for me there you know the way the fans get into the game the way on the team you know interacts with the fans and just the way that whole stadium is placed it's honestly it's one of the best experiences in football i would say and and even a football fan should go down there and experience it it's so worth it i mean for me as a saints fan obviously i was in all my glory i mean just i mean obviously got a ton of pictures just in case you know i can't go back in a long time but just to see that i think that you know hopefully in a couple years or in a year or so i can get back if they're good i mean look it's tough trip to get down you know it's a full you know weekend thing so to go down there i feel like you know i mean taking an airplane everything stuff like that i think i can definitely do it soon i mean so i really hope i can i really hope i can get back down there i really really want to do that and it's just you know those memories from that game will stick with me for the rest of my life you know to see drew Brees break the record live i mean you know people you know today all my friends are saying that you really deserve to see that game you know because you're such you know a big saints fan and you know what i mean I don't feel like I was so worthy because I know there are a lot of Saints fans from New Orleans that really see the impact on a daily basis that he does, and they should have been there too. So, you know, I wish that, you know, all Saints fans could have went to that game. Such a great experience. And I hope all Saints fans, you know, end up going to a game. You know, I know maybe, you know, you're, you can't get the tickets, stuff like that. Obviously, it's tough to get tickets and stuff like that. But I was just so blessed to go. You know, if you're a Saints fan, try to make it out once in your life to those games. I feel like just, you know, make that part of your bucket list. You know, if you can ever, you know, get the chance to take it, you know, to me, no matter what. I think it's experience that you'll never forget as a Saints fan. So, you know, and then also we got another win, you know, 4 and one Going into the bye, I said that's exactly where we want to be. Especially, I said it in the beginning of the season. I said we're going to be 4-1 at the bye. And then also, I said, you know, when we lost that game to Bucks, I said, you know, winning the next four would be really, really huge. And they did that. So that was really, really big there. And now going to the bye, we keep that momentum going, get well rested. And then it's on to Baltimore, where it's the only team that Breeze hasn't beat. So that's going to be a big game for him as well. I mean, this year seems like a sort of like a revenge tour for Drew Breeze that hopefully, you know, will get us really far. He's playing at the top of his game. You know, people are talking about him, you know, 
you know, retiring. I mean, he's playing his best football, you know, ever. So I don't think right now he can retire anytime soon. But, you know, again, don't want to jinx anything. I mean, he's got to keep playing good, top of his game. And then, you know, the Saints will succeed. I really think he's played amazing. And, you know, the way he's right now playing MVP candidate, you know, I'm mean, going to get into it. But, you know, he really deserves his first MVP. And, you know, if everything stays relatively similar and you have, you know, Breeze, Mahomes, and, you know, Goff, I know they were good, but Breeze is definitely the top player here. I mean, and if the NFL doesn't give it to him, I think that's, it's like, I mean, it's, you can't do it. He's got to, if he's playing at this level, I think he's got to be in that conversation and hopefully we'll get it. But, I mean, you know, again, don't want to jinx anything. We're playing really good football, so I think that's all really good stuff. I mean, look, 4-1, as I said, great record. And, you know, looking at that, top of the NFC South, that's really big. I mean, a lot of power rankings were like number three. We're the best 4-1 team, according to some experts there. But, you know, the way this team has played over the last couple games, they look ready as a team. They look like a family. And, you know, I think this is a sign of a lot of good things to come. So with all that said, I wanted to say thank you, prove them right, and who dat?